Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. My name is David Cowlishaw and I'm joined by Chris Branner. Uh, hello, Dave. How are you? I'm very well, Chris. I'm I'm okay. Um, you know, <laughs> all things considered, uh, it is a weird, weird time. Um, and not least because uh, the the R rate uh, has <laughs> spiked in Stoke-on-Trent, and by that I mean the relegation rate. Um, <laughs> it's very much on the cards uh, at the moment, after we were victim of the Neil Warnock effect uh, at the Bet365 Stadium yesterday. Middlesbrough winning 2-0 at our place, and knives are them. There is panic on the streets of all the towns of Stoke-on-Trent, Chris, uh, just how just how alarmed are you at this point? Um, I'm quite alarmed, if honest. Uh, I last week's result, the the one one was kind of uh, all right. It's we we talked about it being like almost feeling like preseason. My worry now is that we we are treating it like preseason and no one else is. Um, so many of our competitors around us are picking up results and we just we just don't we don't look good do we like it's it's a, it's a really i do wonder how other teams have just managed to hit the ground running and we are just slow and and, and rubbish because we were rubbish yesterday we are we're really in a fight now and we've got what a couple of games to really pull us out of this because after that, we've got Leeds and Fulham, and I don't, I do not see this team, I do not see them getting getting a result against them. I mean, I don't even see them getting a result against the likes of Barnsley. It's such, it, it's really, really, really annoying, um, because it's kind of a repeat of how they were at the start of the season a little bit. The, the, that's how I felt yesterday. Anyway, um, I was so disenchanted by how they played uh, i felt so apathetic towards them um and and yeah maybe the situation doesn't help maybe the fact that there is no atmosphere maybe the fact that i don't know if i'm personally fully feeling like this is a proper mm. football season uh may, maybe that affects just how negative i feel about it but i mean i think i saw someone say say this but how can a team with so many midfielders just be reliant on on the midfield we had yesterday, like, and not to say it's all their fault, because God, God only knows it isn't. Um, I have more issues with the back four than than anything in yesterday's performance. But we look, we look uh, toothless. Toothless is the word I'd use. There was just at no point did I think, oh yeah, goals are coming. We, we don't matter. We've gone one nil down. We're going to get another goal. If anything, it was that same old, same old story of they scored. Oh well, do you know what? This game's probably done with now. That's how it felt, and that's we've had enough of that for the last couple of years. That it's really frustrating, and it's just boring to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the biggest concern, probably that I have at the moment, is that Michael O'Neill seems very unsure of himself as well in terms of his team selection. Um, he, I think he'd be the first to admit he got his team selection wrong against Reading and it was sort of the changes he made that allowed us to claw a point from that game. And But you look at the, the team we put out yesterday and it just... How can a squad so big look so 
paper thin on based on the starting eleven. Um, now that's not to say like individual players didn't uh, let themselves down because of course they did. And you you look at the the name the names on that team sheet and you think God why why are we struggling so much? But then you think well let's let's start from the goalkeeper. The horrific decline of Jack Butland continues uh, unabated. Um, I don't know what he was doing for the second goal. You can say he was unsighted, but it's just... I'm so bored of the exasperated Jack Butland arm flap that um, um, I'm, I've lost pretty much any sympathy I had for him. Yeah. And then you've got the, the problem <laughs> with the, the defence as well. Because I was thinking about what would my defence be for the Wigan game on uh, Tuesday... And I was thinking, right, Bart's, Bart's been shit, Lindsay's been shit, uh, Chester's been shit, um, Shawcross is crocked, uh, so uh, so Nathan Collins, okay, we'll go with Nathan Collins. And I, I couldn't think of another centre-half we have. But then I realised, oh, we do have a centre-half. His name is Bruno Martins Indy, and he's played in a World Cup final <laughs> at centre-half. Um, but he's a left-back now. And it, and it's coming back, and it, the, the biggest problem for me is it comes back to this problem of fullbacks and which is bizarre considering this this it's I think it's like five years to the day or possibly more than that that we signed Eric Peters um, and he was the first signing under Mark Hughes and he's probably the only uh, decent fullback we've signed in the last I don't know 20 years or something um and considering Nathan Jones's entire system was reliant on decent fullbacks, uh, you know, bombing up and down the the channels, we didn't sign fullbacks for that that system, and it's costing costing us now because we're starting games with four centre backs and we just look completely hopeless. No one knows their positions. Um, the midfield, I mean, we we're stuck. I mean, yes, we do miss Joe Allen because he has been. Since O'Neill came back, probably our best. Uh, since O'Neill came in, our best player, I would argue, uh, over the whole season, you'd probably say Klukas or McLean. But um, yes, we do miss Joe Allen. But there's no excuse for the sort of lack of energy in there. I know we're just coming back from a break, and you know players aren't going to be up to to full speed and all that. But I mean, I look at Thompson and Cousins. And Sorensen, and there's just n- nothing. There's no kind of bite there for me. It's just they just seem to be like generic, sort of. And dare dare I say it, League One <laughs> players. They just they're, they're like they're they're like the players that um, video game reference. They're like uh, Pro Evolution soccer players. They're randomly generated ones that just could yeah. be anyone. Like I, it's quite. And quite upsetting, I suppose, to say that I feel absolutely no connection to that, mm. like these players. You could give me a list of this squad, and I think, like, in terms of players who I'd be fussed about keeping, like, it would be a very yeah. short list, let's say. Because I just, I just, I do not care. And, uh, like, which, which is which is awful. You're supposed to feel so passionate about these players, but like as you say, the, these these players could they could be anyone as far as I'm concerned. That's how little an impact I feel they've had, and that's how much I just dismiss them in this team. It it's definitely like, 
the, yeah, with so many so many midfielders like Cousins. I I mean I, I don't I don't really think that he's he's not been an improvement really has he? And in, it's difficult. I say an improvement. It's difficult because we are still within living memory of having some absolutely yes. top class midfielders, and so it's hard to say an improvement because improving on what we had to have a turnover in players. We've had to clear. This is the thing. We had to clear so much deadwood from the Premier League, but we've still got deadwood. We've brought in yeah, more. We've added stuff. to the pile. We've we've brought. We've just like we got rid of your, your Charlie Adams and stuff eventually, but we've. Replace them with like, Thompson. Bless him. He's young and he's probably can improve. But I like. I don't know, mate. I suppose if these players had come in and we were doing really, really well, I'd feel completely mm. different. The fact that they've come in and it's just a dross season doesn't help. But I, I am not impressed by like barely any of this no. team. And you, you look, you look just how bloated that squad is. I mean, Jesus Christ, like. Like he's he's bringing subs on who have completely completely forgotten about. Like, oh shit, Lee, Lee Gregory, I remember him. Um, and <laughs> it's ridiculous how big and bloated and but but it's bloated in central midfield and centre halves. But wingers and fullbacks forget about it. We're just we're just going to play three yeah. centrally. We're going to reduce the pitch size to a metre wide and hope that works mm. out because. The, the channels completely forget well, about it, um, and but the thing is, we but I, and, but but we have two left backs, and I know that Stephen Ward and Josh Tymon are not exactly high rated, but they mm. exist. Like and on the, and on the in right back we have Tommy Smith and Tom Edwards, and like that they, they exist. I don't really what like. Has the management completely lost faith in them? What's what is going on? Is it a, is it a tactical decision to just play every <laughs> central defender? I don't. I mean, I'm not manager, so I don't know these things. I don't know what he's seeing behind the closed doors. I always have to put that caveat in there. But like, we have we 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 have like two at least two players in each of those positions, like. And yet, and yet, and I would agree. I don't feel we've got a competent player in that position. It's we don't have an Eric Peters. We don't have a well. I mean, someone put out that it's Phil. Is it Phil Bardsley's birthday today? Oh like, God, Phil! They're, make, they're a... making me pine for Phil Bardsley. This God is it's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, question from Orphy: Why has the most assured, consistent, and sensible of managers? turned into Tinkerman. I still love the man and hope it was a one-off. Then again, we could have bagged five. And let's face it, I wouldn't have cared who played or where. So this is this is a good point. So uh, we're in this relegation battle now and we, we can't remove it from the context of Michael O'Neill up to this point has done a very, very good job indeed because we were absolutely down when he took over and now it's just we're outside of the relegation zone still. Thank you very much, Nottingham Forest. Um so we we can't just like pile in on the guy just because he's mm-hmm. uh, had you know a rough uh, return to action after you know an unprecedented event. He's still done a very good job. He's picked up points where we didn't expect them, and uh, he's shown a tactical nous uh, this season. However, it is concerning when we get to this stage, this final stretch, and we've got really tough games to close the season with. And then you start to wonder, like Neil Warnock's come into Middlesbrough and they've just Neil Warnock'd us mm-hmm. because that is what Neil Warnock does. 
Michael O'Neill has zero experience at this level of club management. Okay, um, and that's not that's not me being a doom monger. But in a relegation scrap, you'd back a Warnock type over an O'Neill type because of their sort of grit and determination. And now I know O'Neill is capable of inspiring, uh, you know, underdogs to succeed in difficult circumstances like at Northern Ireland. But it is concerning that he just... I don't know what our best team is, and I don't think he does either. Um, And so we've gone back to sort of square one again. Uh, Go on. No, I, I, I agree. I agree that it's that there are some concerns there. What I would, what I would say is that I fully believe that whilst yes, this team selection is probably the one thing you can throw at him at this moment in time. As far as I'm concerned, yesterday was an issue with mm. players. Like I cannot look at their defending for the for the two goals. I cannot believe that. Uh, Michael O'Neill has, uh, has sent them out defending like that. Like they, and we said the same for bloody Nathan Jones. I know this, so I could be talking absolute rubbish. But I, I, I I'm not yet at a stage where I'm questioning um, o- O'Neill. Apart from the 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 team selection wise, but even then, there must be a there must be a reason yeah. for it. Matt um, Smith. Sorry, still, Matt I'm... Swift makes a very Go good on. point on Twitter. How can a backline with the experience of Bart, Chester, Indian Smith look so uncertain whenever a high ball goes in? Our creative woes are totally moot whilst that continues. Are we really saying Collins couldn't do any better? This is a very, very good point because for all their flaws and how poor some of them have been, Danny Bart has had recent Premier League experience with Wolves. Chester, recent Premier League experience. Bruno Martins Indy, international experience. Tommy Smith, recent Premier League experience. And they, they look completely lost. It's really, really concerning how easily teams can look like scoring against us. And from set pieces as well, where, you know, you think playing four centre-backs or what, whatever would give you an advantage in that situation. But it's... And I think also part of that problem is uh, the, there's no confidence in the goalkeeper. And there's no confidence from the back four, uh, from Jack Portland, Portland's point of view either. So yeah, that and yeah, yeah, that's something it's, you can't solve with seven it games looks to like, go. No, no, God, no, no, you can't. But it looks like a, um, it looks like confidence. It does look like like you can see them looking at where each other can be and not focusing on what they're what they're supposed to be doing. It's it, it purely looks like they just are unsure where each other is. And, I mean, let's be honest, how many combinations of central defenders have we had this season? How much? How many combinations of the back four have we had? Jack Butland himself has been ever-present, but, like, the the, the combinations of, of that defence, we've, we've long gone are the days of Tony Pulis sticking with the exact same defence for their entire season. We have swapped it all the way through, and... and I mean, that's surely going to affect people's uh, rhythm and getting to know each other. Like, that's... It's it's a really, really difficult thing, mm. I suppose. But, it, but yeah, I would agree. It totally looks like a confidence thing. And, I mean, as for your point on Jack Butland, he is, he is probably top of my list of players who really... In fact, not only would I be nonplussed about if we sold, I would actively look yeah. to move him on. Me too. In the summer. Like he, I mean, yeah. um, God knows we we have loved him 
in the past and he, he he was for a time a fantastic goalkeeper in the Premier League for us but yeah it's just he's completely void of any sort of confidence or um you need goalkeepers to be arrogant sometimes you know like we're, when I think back to Tommy Sorensen and how he just bollock his defenders and sprint out from his own six yard box I I just Butland just seems a bit scared all the time and I think he, mm. he does need a move um, just to, just to clear his head and just because I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure with a, a sort of run of confidence building behind him he, he could get back to maybe where he was not like England level but mm. back to a Premier League club if, if he sort of rebuilt himself but that's not going to be with us um, for the time being and also you've got to think about the wage he's probably on um, and the wages a lot of them are on and we, we, we go back to the midfield again and um, I asked on Twitter for people to suggest um, you know their starting 11s for the next game and it was very very telling that I saw names like Ngoy Oakley Booth and um, Sorensen again and we, we, we're, we're picking the kids now because we've We've kind of lost faith in the sort of the the sort of experienced squad players, uh, the likes of Cousins, for example. And I th- just think, hang on, at some point this season, I'm pretty sure we had Peter Atebo and Badu and Die, and oh now they God. they weren't without flaws, either of them. But fucking hell, imagine Peter Atebo. What? A, yeah, I mean, the start of this season seems like a lot. A lifetime ago, doesn't it? Um, but it, yeah, like we this this team has changed drastically throughout this season. We, are, I mean, you cannot tell me that in midfield right now, as as much as he was criticised, Ryan Wood. Oh God, yeah, job. I forgot about Ryan Woods. He was all right. What the fuck? Yeah. You can't. He's tell better than I, Co- sorry. Ryan Woods was better than Cousins. He's better than Thompson. He's better mm-hmm. than Sorensen. Mm-hmm. The question then has to move on to a more abroad. Looking at this entire season as a whole, like structurally, not only do I think that we need to change the squad in the summer, like I, I am calling for drastic change from the top down in this club because, like structurally, our transfers. This season, our movement of players is is really, really questionable. And then, yeah, you can say that some players didn't want to be here, but Peter Atebo, it's it's really annoying he's not here. Um, I'm just looking at the loan list now. Uh, Badu and Dai, yeah, you can understand he went... I mean, both of them have gone to play top-flight mm. football. But then I look at things like Benikafobi, right... I think we've done Benicophobia dirty this season. Like, by... Yeah, we had a terrible start to the season. He got the brunt of it, and they shipped him off to Bristol. It was like the first game, first home Can't... game, wasn't it? We got pretty much yeah. carted off. And, yeah, God God yeah. knows, yeah, I've criticised Benicophobia before. But he was our top scorer last season. He's he's actually, yep. you know, scored some goals. And... But... I when we sign these players, I think a lot of the time... We do get a bit carried away. Um, I remember mm-hmm. when we first went down, being excited that we'd signed Tom Ince, 
it's a long time ago now, but I remember feeling excited that we'd signed Tom Ince <laughs> because I thought, you know, a bit of flair in the championship, that could really do us a favour. I remember thinking, yeah, I'm quite happy with James McLean, but, you know, I'm not sure. Whereas, as it turns out, I'm a big fan of James McLean and I do not like Tom Ince <laughs> at all. Um, but, like, yeah. James Chester, when he came to us, I thought, yes, this is what we need, a sort of cultured centre-half. We'd been chasing him for ages. Oh, yeah, can't wait for James Chester. And Sam Vokes, great scoring record at this level. Lee Gregory, fantastic for Millwall last season. What what do we do to these players? We just kind of drain the joy out of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah, Stoke City has that habit of, of, of draining your enthusiasm for... Uh, for for anyone, doesn't it? Like, but even then, like you say, what about like we bought Adam Davis? What was that about? Like, what, did they bring him in because they thought that Jack Butlin was moving on? Liam Lindsay, he's another one who We're both highly rated when they came to like, us as well. Exactly, and the, and 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 I will say this as someone who watched them play at Barnsley, they were good players. They were clearly like. They were the players you looked at in that Barnsley team, and you thought, "Yeah, they're they're probably going to move on." They were they're good players, and I still maintain they're still good players. We just <laughs> we just drain the life of these players. But I'm looking at our team list now, and honestly, like none of it. I'm looking at and thinking, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, he, that yeah, really good player. Yeah, yeah, we can we can do with them, or we need them. All of them. I'm like." Oh, they, I have no enthusiasm for them. And One so player sad. I did in last week's podcast uh, say was probably my favourite player at the moment, uh, then fucking torpedoed himself with a stupid <laughs> fucking red card. Um, Nick Powell, Jesus Christ, Nick. Um, that's the last bloody thing we need is by far our most creative outlet getting himself a stupid fucking red card. And I've seen this sort of, oh, he doesn't want to play against Wigan conspiracy theories. Um, I think Rob Doolan on Twitter pointed out that he had a really good 82 minutes against Wigan earlier this season. So I, 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 I know footballers are strange and have loyalties to certain clubs, but that's this is a bit sort of tinfoil hat for my like in that, that sort of uh, take. But... Um, yeah, that that was just a fucking final kick in the bollocks after a really frustrating game. Now, look, right, I'm going to try and sort of maybe steer back some positivity um, and okay. say, look, new manager bounces are a thing. You get that happening. And that was a prime Neil Warnock display, okay? The, mm. um, we had far more possession and we had some really clear-cut chances as well. That that McLean chance that it should have... Put, yeah. Um, and shit like that happens and we we clearly need to get into a rhythm quickly um, but we were six games unbeaten before this game and mm-hmm. yes obviously five of them were, were pre-Covid it's not over yet however Wigan is fucking massive and Barnsley is fucking massive now I, I genuinely don't believe that we are worse than Barnsley, Hull, Luton. Oh, shit, Luton are going to stay up, aren't they? Just realised. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, he's going he's gonna to bang his chest mm. 
going to pat yeah. the back. I don't think I don't think we're in the them. worst three teams in the league still, despite our obvious obvious flaws. Um, so we just need to, you know, keep our heads above water for the time being. However, relegation still remains a very real possibility, and then the deadwood stockpiling of the last five years becomes really fucking frightening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Like, so, yeah, that was supposed to be positive. Le- oh, sorry. It was supposed to be positive, wasn't it? Like, that was that, that didn't go positive at all. Yeah. Um, us in League One is, like, seriously worrying in terms of we uh just financially i don't know how we survive i mean we we are questionable in the championship at the moment um <laughs> god help us if we were to to go uh, go down um i i agree though in to bring back some positivity i don't think we're in the three worst teams in the division but i do think that knowing us we can just go on this horrible run of form and and drop out because we're very, very capable of being the masters of our own destruction. We are not... When when we are playing without confidence, we are awful. The one positive, the one positive of if we are playing with low confidence is, thank God there isn't a poisonous atmosphere <laughs> at a ground to, to consume players. May, you know? are, we, are we maybe missing it? <laughs> you know? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I like, yeah. If I if I'm if I'm looking for potential positives, as soon as Warnock was appointed, you could see what was going to happen because it's what Neil Warnock does. It's it was just written on the walls. So many people uh, joked about it, and yes, there is it, it, there is a, a an element of fate about it, but it's it's nonsense. However, yeah. It, I would have expected just just better. Do you know? No, do you know what? It's in the past now. We've got to focus on the Wigan game. We've we've got to get something. We we've we have got to. Is it a make or break game? Uh, it's it's definitely potential for a break game. I don't know if it's a make game <laughs> <laughs> just yet. Um, yes. Yeah, I think if we lose, then we've really got to. Uh, consider ourselves as more likely to go down than not. I know other results can depend on it, but we we looked at the first four games back as being, oh, well, win at least two. Um, and so this is kind of our final chance to do that. I mean, y- you never you never know. And, you know, oh, it's the beauty of the championship, isn't it? Oh, anyone can beat anyone except us. Um, uh, and... <laughs> Yeah, we we look at Forest and Leeds to come, but you could maybe say, "Oh, Leeds could be promoted by then, and Forest could be in the playoffs by then, and want to rest players." And yeah, it, we we can't. I can't make any firm predictions either way, to be honest. But yeah, if if Leeds, uh, if sorry, if Wigan uh, beat us, then I am um, I'm booking my trips to these fun League One uh, grounds, like um, what they're called. Uh, are the Fleetwoods still in there? I don't know. Um, Sun Sunderland, yeah, remember them? Just thinking, we we we. Do you remember Chris when we went to Sunderland and saw us win three one with Arnautovic scoring two, Crouch scoring one, Jordan Shakiri had a really good game, 
we could go and see them again in League One. Yeah. <laughs> how how great that would what be, a, hey? How what wonderful a time that would to be. be alive. I don't. I don't like. It's, I've seen uh, and you. Not that many people, to be fair, but I've seen like a few fans say that going down to League One is the like the sh- the kick up the arse that this squad needs. Yeah, we need that. We like I cannot emphasize enough. We do not need that in terms of like what it would mean financially for the club. It would be a nightmare. We, I, we go down to League One. There is no guarantee we're getting out no. of League One because <laughs> like the the. The, the the draining of confidence and that that can do to a squad that is a huge I mean it's a huge rebuilding job anyway that O'Neill's got on his hands for us to go down an extra to take another step back that would be a nightmare this season has got to be about stopping the <laughs> stopping yeah. this rot where it is now before we yeah try and rebuild foundations and on that Wigan game then um, I don't know if you've given any thoughts to what your potential team would be um, because to be honest I don't know what our best team is um, a lot of shouts for a sort of more back to basics 442 with Vokes and Campbell which I totally understand uh, Tony has sent his team in uh, he has Davis in goal big shout uh, Timon left back Smith at right back Bruno and Collins in the middle uh, Thompson and Oakley Booth uh, behind. In the, this isn't a four-two-one. So Thompson and Oakley Booth behind Clucas, J Mac on the left, uh, Tyrese Campbell on the right, and Gregory up front. I mean, it looks absolutely okay. fine to be honest. Um, and the, the reason it looks absolutely fine is because for ten out of eleven players, they're playing in pretty much their correct position. So that's a start. Um, I, 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 d- I don't know what team I play to be honest. I'm as confused as no. the next man. Show, go on. I just, I also just don't know really like who's who's supposed to be injured yeah. anymore and who who isn't. Um, but I mean that's that sounds a decent enough team, Tony. Gotta say. Yeah. Um, on that note, uh, we'll just have a bit of discussion about something else. Uh, Dan Garland got in touch with us and said, not related to this weekend because fuck this weekend. But if Stoke was to introduce a ring of honour or Hall of Fame, who would be the first five players inducted into it? So um, I think uh, I had what I would call my boring answers. Uh, I've got my sort of typical sort of, these are the players you associate with being Stoke Legends five. So I had uh, Gordon Banks, Stanley Matthews, Dennis Smith, Ryan Shawcross, and I had one more. Who was it? Terry Conroy, possibly Terry Conroy. Yeah, I don't know. Head's gone. Um, But then I thought uh, about players who maybe don't get the uh, recognition. So Frank Sue, of course, uh, pioneering Mm. uh, international for us. Very, very uh, fascinating story. Go back and search uh, wherever you listen to this podcast. Search for our documentary on Frank Sue. Uh, there's also uh, Roy Brown, who was our first ever black player, who played for us in the uh, 1920s, and his uh, his brother actually became Lord Mayor of Stoke-on-Trent. Uh, so uh, quite an influential family. Um, in the more modern era, I thought Rory Delap and Tony Pulis as well. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, really good shout. Really good shout on them ones. Yeah, because you feel like, uh, the first five going in can't just be all your big name mm. hitters. You've got to have like a big name and then some others that are like deserving, but otherwise further down the line you're gonna you're gonna not have big hitters to go in the club. So I you know what, Rory Delap is a really good shout, actually. Um Tony Pulis I think is a must. Um Oh gosh, who else would I put in? Who or would I suggest to go in? Um Ooh it's a really difficult one. Who's synonymous? Who's synonymous with Stoke City? Um, because yeah, when you think of like Rory Delap, he is like yeah, he defines an era. It, he, he, in the, in the minds in the era, minds of a it? neutral, I think Rory Delap would be the sort mm. of first Stoke player they think of. Um, I would yeah. also maybe throw in uh, throw in um, uh, throw in mm. someone like Jonathan Walters. Big, big uh, yep. fan yeah, of him yeah. recently. Mark Steen, obviously, uh, uh, for the sort of 90s era, the sort of iconic image of of sort of 90s Stoke is the, is the sort of Steen uh, uh, thunder bastard against Man United. Um, <laughs> I'd be interested to hear some uh, alternative uh, Hall of Fame shouts from listeners and uh, see if there's any mm. uh, particular reason why we should celebrate certain players more. Because I think definitely uh, Frank Sue needs to be shouted about a lot more than he is um uh, because of his uh, background and his his story as well and the, and the fact he was a, a top quality uh, player for us in a very very good Stoke team. Mm, no, I agree. I agree completely. And as you say, if you are interested, please go back and search through our back catalog to find that episode because it really is a a really insightful episode that I don't know, not as many people, I think, have listened to it as much yeah, as us ranting yeah. about losing to It God was one of it. our uh, earlier ones, to be fair. Um, mm. So, mm. I think that's it. By all means, get in your suggestions for uh, Stoke City Hall of Fame, whether it's for obvious reasons, like they were really, really good at football, or for uh, any other reason you can think of. Um, Oatcake Man, uh, Hippo, um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but I think we've had enough uh, moaning for one evening so thank you very much Chris thank you Dave. thank you very much for listening go on Stoke for 